Abundance of love, abundance of grace. Now to that cross, you took my place. Oh God, you paid my ransom. My ransom. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. Listen to what God says in Daniel chapter 6. If you got your Bibles, you can turn to Daniel chapter 6. I am going to do a brief teaching of this chapter. I'm not going to be preachy because once preachers start preaching, uh, they drag the sermon out. I want to get through this chapter and I want us to learn what God has for us today. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 1, the Bible says, Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interest. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. I want to preach to you this morning from a sermon titled, Daniel Had an Excellent Spirit. Pray with me. God, thank you for your book. God, thank you for all the great things that you're doing here. Thank you for trials and adversity. Thank you for blessing and promotion. God, I thank you for everything because you are God alone and you are in control. God, I pray that you'd be in control now. Anoint me to say what you'd have me to say. God, give us ears to hear what you want us to hear today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Daniel had an excellent spirit. I could stop on verse 3 and just preach this one concept and I'm not going to but I want you to get it. Daniel had a what? The Bible says that we have these stories for our examples. They were written before time so that we who live at the end of the age could learn from them. We look at the Bible, these stories are for our learning, for examples for us, so that we can know what we need to do to be who we need to be. And Daniel had a what? Guess what you ought to have? You ought to do everything with a spirit of excellence. The way you keep your bathroom ought to be done with a spirit of excellence. The way you do your homework ought to be done with a spirit of excellence. The way you parent your children ought to be done with a spirit of excellence. The way you work for your boss ought to be done for with a spirit of excellence. The way you... Uh, supervise the people under you ought to be done with a spirit of excellence. That's a whole message in itself. I'm not going to labor on it, but I did uh, make it the title of the sermon because I want you to understand God blesses your effort. And you need to do what you do right. So many people complaining about when they're going to get their come up. So many people looking to get better. I believe this with all my heart. Nothing's ever going to change my mind because it's a biblical concept that if you're not willing to clean your single wide, God's not going to bless you with a double wide. And if you won't take care of your one-bedroom apartment, you don't deserve a two-bedroom apartment. And if you're not willing to, to take care of the home that you rent From your landlord, God don't need to bless you with your own home that you didn't take care of somebody else's house. Let me just ask you, Alfred, if you trust in the Lord, you lean on God, you stay faithful to the Lord church, you do right things, you do your finances right, you do your life right, you give honor to God and you do the right thing long enough, can God put you in a brand new beautiful dream of a lifetime home ownership position? Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise for that. I've been watching this couple for a long time. They've been sharing their dreams with me for a long time. I don't even know how many years. It's been years y'all been in this church. Years and years and years. And I've been watching them and their faithfulness. And I knew that uh, that, that home ownership was was a piece of their dream and a part of their progress and and, and their journey. And and that, that happened this year or last? That happened. Come on, put your hands together one more time for God making miracles for people. But if you do the right thing, the Bible said in Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. It says in the modern translation, don't get tired of doing the right thing, because at the right time, your harvest will come in. Keep doing things the right way. Daniel did things the right way, and I want us just to go through this story Uh, to pull out a few points 
Um, listen, I can't exhaust all this chapter in the limited time that I have. I just want to pique your interest and cause you to go study this deeper. Let's look at the text and pull out some things and let God speak to us through his word. Verse 1 again, Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. Now, this dude, Darius, there's a lot of debate about who he really is because most of the rulers in the Old Testament chose titles for names or they took names of other people. It's funny, uh, these weren't all good people. Most of them were bad people, but it's funny. Do y'all know what, what ruler? I'll give you a hint. He's the ruler over the largest um, Christian denomination in the world. He wears a funny hat. He's got a whole city that he lives in that, that, that they own. And most of the guys that occupy that position don't even use their own real name. They just take somebody else's name like Pope John Paul II or the 25th. Anybody? No, I just gave it away to you. What, 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 type, what, what does that do? That's a title. A lot of these guys, is, is this Darius? Is, is it Gaburu? Is, is it Cyrus? Uh, there, there's lots of speculation, but whoever this guy really was, he was the, the, the big man in charge at this time, and he divided the world into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. So this guy's got good leadership skills. He understands he's got to put some people in charge. He's got to break it down. He, he, he's got to be able to manage it. Verse 2 says that the king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Now, this dude's really smart. I mean, he's showing how smart he is because he already got 120 princes, one version says, satraps, another version says. These are guys who are like you know, upper managers to govern over these places. Uh, but he grabs three dudes, and he's like, y'all my go-to dudes right here. You know, he, he grabs Daniel and two others to supervise the high officers and to protect the king's interest. And I just, I, I thank God for the leadership that we've been able to put in place here. Listen, if you're not one of our 120 um, volunteers who helped make this place happen, get on that list. If you want to be one of the three uh, uh, who, 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 who step into this because we, we have a biblical setup here, if, if you want to knock off uh, Daniel or one of the two administrators, uh, you need to see Elder Keon, Elder Jimmy, or Dina. So, I mean, those jobs are filled right now, but who knows? Uh, but he had these people in place, and I, I, I thank God that we've got people here to supervise uh, all, all of the workings of the church, uh, and I definitely thank God that they're here to protect somebody's interest. Verse 3 says, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Here's what's happening. This, you see this structure. See it like a movie in your head. You know Gerard Butler's got to be in this film, uh, and the, the, the evil guy's always got to be in the film, whoever he is. But see this movie in your head. You got this guy, uh, Darius. He, he's the top dog. He's the evil villain. Um, he, he, he's the dude that, that's all, all puffed up and arrogant. But then you got all these different rulers under him. You got three main characters, but you got this Daniel and... Uh, Darius wants to put Daniel over everything because he's preferred. He's got an excellent spirit, and he's going to be uh, the, the top guy underneath the king. Verse 4 says, The other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. This is the story of Daniel. Now, here's the cool thing about Daniel. Lots of different people talked about in the Bible. Uh, most of them, God shows us mad dirt on them. I mean, God exposes them. Abraham was a liar who uh, was willing to let a whole city have sex with his wife and say, she ain't my wife, because uh, he didn't want to. Their custom was if, if, they, if you had a fine wife, they'd just kill you and take her. Read the Bible. So Abraham said, 
Look here, baby. You know, I love you. But I don't love you that much. So we're going into this crowd of barbarians, and their custom is if they think you look halfway good, they're going to have their way with you. They're going to kill me first. So let's just, let's just skip. You know, it's going to happen, baby. It's going to happen. It's going to happen either way. So let's do this. Let's say I'm your brother. That way they can just have you and leave me out of it. That sound like a good husband, Sonia? She said, she looked at him and said, I will beat you. Did you tell him you beat him? She just said, I saw her mouth, I will beat you. It's the father of the faith. This is the father of faith of every major religion in the world, uh, of Christianity, of Islam, and Judaism. The, uh, listen, God showed a little dirt on Abraham a lot of times. King David, greatest king to ever live. The Bible says the only man in the Old Testament that the Spirit of God was always on and never departed from him. The Bible says he was a man after God's own heart who always pleased the Lord. This brother had at least eight wives that we know of cheated on all of them. Would you beat him for that too? He's double dead at this point, right? Uh, you can't be married to Abraham. Or, you must be solid, dude. You must be super solid uh, but, because you outshined Abraham and David right now. Show dirt on David, but also, listen, all these people, Samson, y'all, I, I don't even want to get adult rated with these children in the room about what Samson was about. Um, God shows dirt on almost all of the heroes of the faith, but hear me good. He didn't show any dirt on Daniel. Now, does that mean Daniel was sinless? No, because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But he lived such a life, and God chose to break with his tradition of exposing the humanity of his followers. Now, let me tell you if you're wondering, why would God show all that? Why, why would God let us see Thomas as a doubter? And, and Peter as a denier. Why would God let us see Paul as a persecutor and, and, and David as an adultering murderer? Why would God let us see Abraham as somebody who was willing to pimp his life out just so he didn't face a beatdown? Why would God let us see all this on his best followers? I'm going to tell you why. Because God allows imperfect people to follow him, to serve him, to lead for him, and to keep doing it their whole lifetime. All real people clapping right now because they know we are no better than Abraham. We're no better than David. We're no better than any of these fiendish people. We are, we are imperfect people serving a perfect God. Daniel was also an imperfect person serving a perfect God. God just chose not to show us his dirt. All right? So if you're looking for three people in the Bible, God didn't show dirt on. Here's a little, a little factoid for you. Three people in the Bible God didn't show dirt on. Number one, Jesus. Why? He didn't have any dirt. Two other people he didn't show dirt on. They had dirt. We just, he just didn't tie up pages showing it to us. First one we already know, name of this book, who? Second one has more written about him than any other patriarch in the entire Old Testament. Thirteen chapters in a row dedicated to the life of this one man, not one ounce of dirt found on him. More written about him than Abraham, more written about him than Isaac, more written about him than Jacob. So I just told you it ain't those three. Who, who's the next in line to that succession? Joseph, no dirt. So three people, no dirt on in, in the Bible that tells a whole lot about them. Uh, some people were not that uh, no, no, noted, but we got Jesus because he had no dirt. We got Daniel and Joseph. Let's talk about Joseph. The other administrators, these 120 people that were over the provinces and the two dudes that were co-workers, watch out for people, began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. Anybody want to take a quick guess why these people were hunting fault in Daniel? Jealous. Haters. I've been telling y'all, haterade has always been free. And they pour it in the gallon jug. It's not just a sprinkle of it. They were hating on Dan. Why were they hating on him? They were jealous. Did he do anything to make them hate on him? You don't even have to give people a reason to hate. They're just going to find, hey, they were hating on him, but it says they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. You want to make your haters really hate you worse? 
live good. They just make them chew their teeth loose at night, grinding their teeth. Uh, I'm going to find, oh, I'm a, that, that Deacon West sitting on the front row every week. I'm going to get, I'm going to just, they're going to look for some kind of way to put dirt on something. And then I saw this, and I almost made an acronym of it, but some of y'all are so sedity it made you mad. He was always faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Now, I saw an acronym in there. What, what, what does faithful start with? What's always start with? What's responsible start with? What's trustworthy start with? Just be that. Be that, and you'll be on your way. Just be faithful. Just be always responsible and trustworthy. And don't write it down. I got a few people upset. There's a message. You can go through our archives. It's all for free. It's online. I preach a message. God is looking for fat people. And, of course, some overweight people took issue with that. Listen, if you're fat, you ought to know you're fat. I know I'm fat. I make no bones about it. Uh, uh, but people got upset. Don't get upset. Love the skin you're in. Uh, but I, I said not, not fat like overweight, but faithful, available, and teachable. Now, if I had people get mad and quit the church because I said God wanted fat people, which he, don't he want faithful, available, and teachable people? I can't imagine how many of y'all would quit the church if I said God wanted you to be a big fart. Pray for me. Verse 5. Daniel was that. Verse 5. So they concluded, who are they? The haters. Stay with the story. This is a movie, y'all. We got to see this. They concluded, only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection to the rules of his religion. Now, I want you to put your thinking hat on. When they say his religion... They just outed themselves. When they said his religion, what are they telling us? They ain't saved. This ain't their religion. That's his. So here's what they did. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. If your haters can't find anything to condemn you about publicly or privately, listen, number one, they ain't looking hard enough. I've told people, many people, listen, you want to hate on me? You want to splash dirt on me? You want to throw shade on me? You don't have to make up a lie about me. I'll give you ten things right now. You can tell the truth on me make me look evil. Not because I'm all the way evil, but because we've all made, made mistakes. We've all got sin in our life. Listen, they couldn't find anything, and it, it made them mad. And when people can't find enough bad things to talk to you about, they're going to do just like this. This story's for our example. We learn how God operates. We learn how the devil operates. We learn how people operate. We, we learn how prosperity happens, and we learn how famine happens. We learn how blessing happens, how chastisement happens, how condemnation happens. And when they couldn't find anything else, they said, we're going to have to piece this thing together. We're going to have to find some shade uh, regarding his religion. Guess what haters are going to attack about you? Your religion. Your love for God. I promise you this. You ever fall headlong with, in love with God? You ever start serving God at a high level and you get around some lost people? You, you're going to hear stuff like this. Oh, is that what they're teaching you down there at that church? Get you a, 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 a whole stack of T-shirts that say I'm a hater. And, and, and just hand Next time somebody tells you that, ask them. Is that small, medium, large, extra large, or 2X? And just give them a shirt to fit. Uh, oh, I thought you were supposed to be saved. You ever heard that one? You, you fall in love with God. Somebody, oh, I thought you was a Christian. Oh, is that small, medium, large, extra large? Oh, 3X. Here you go. Fat hater. You wear a 3X? Did you used to wear a 3X? You never swole up. Okay. At 265, you was a 2X. All right, I trust you. <laughs> and he said, that's fitting tight. Didn't we buy, didn't we, we ordered 3X t-shirts and they all disappeared. <laughs> Get you a bag of t-shirts. And when they say stuff like, hmm, what happened to your Christianity? 
Let them know. My Christianity is intact, and here's the proof text. You don't have a butcher knife sticking out the side of your neck. That's why they're going to attack, y'all. They did it to Daniel. They're going to do it to us. They're going to, when they're mad at you and they're looking to find fault in you, oh, you're just holier than thou. I love it when I hear somebody say, mm, uh, you know what? I, they, they, I, I, I just can't take Aisha. She, she, just, she just holier than thou. I always tell them, did you ever think maybe you're mad because she's just holier than you? Mm. Is that small, medium, large, extra large, 2X, or 3X? Hater. They're going to attack your religion. This is what they did to him. They're going to do it to you. Verse 6. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. These are what we call, in, well, i got to clean it up because we're in church, kiss-ups. Now, of y'all know, we call these people kiss-ups. They're, they're, they're going, these haters are going to the head boss to try to throw shade on my man, and, but they got to start with a little bit of, <laughs> you awesome king. Man, live forever. Long live the king. And so he, he ought to know there's a hook coming. Verse uh, 7 says, we are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced, give orders for the next 30 days. Any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. Now, these rulers of the Medes historically had a God complex. Many of them, especially Xerxes, and if you really want to see a great uh, Gerard Butler movie, watch 300, where uh, Gerard uh, Butler uh, plays King Leonidas, who is a historical figure who battles Xerxes when Xerxes identified himself as the God King and called himself a God. This whole line of people had a God complex. They all thought they were gods and that they were uh, that you should, they should be prayed to. That's why it says if they pray to anyone divine or human except you. They were playing into this God complex Darius had for the purpose of destroying Daniel. They were looking for a way not just to throw shade on him, not just to pour haterade on him, but to get him killed by being thrown into the lion's den. Well, all this sounds good to an arrogant king who's like, I like that. Nobody praying to gods but me. I, I, I'm down with that. Let's go ahead and let's piece that together. Nobody should. And in his mind, he was the end-all, be-all. And he was the only one worthy to be prayed to anyway. So in, in verse 8, it says, Your majesty, issue and sign this law so it cannot be changed, an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. In this culture of Medes and Persians, uh, they, when a king signed a law, nobody could back out of it, even the king. So Darius, in verse 9, signed the law. Keep following. Don't lose this. This movie's about to get, ramp up. But then when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Notice what it says in the beginning of verse 10. When Daniel learned that the law had been signed... Now realize, Daniel's one of the top three men in the whole nation under the king. He understands the customs. He under, he's a politician. He's from the royal line of David. He understands. He's brilliant. He's been trained, raised in the palace his whole life. He knows how this goes. He knows that if the law has been signed and he violates it, they are going to kill him. So he doesn't do what most people do. Most people would be like, well, you know. I'm still going to pray, but we'll just pray in hiding. I'm still going to pray, but we're not going to, you know, pray like we've been praying. I'm saying, listen, this is what happened when, and I, and I told y'all when it happened, and, and it's going to get worse, and they're going to do it again. I don't know if y'all saw, I think it's the city of San Mateo. They just broke out from California. 
Their mayor said, we ain't, we ain't even California no more because the California governor's putting everything on lockdown, shutting the whole state down, putting massive curfews in, shutting down every restaurant and every bar, ramping up this coronavirus fear-mongering. And this one city said, no, nah, cuz, we ain't with y'all no more. We're going to do our own thing. You ain't going to put all of our bar owners and restaurant owners out of business completely. They've been hurt bad enough, and we're just going to do us. And we're about to be faced with, in 2021, more restrictive laws than we've ever had. And listen, I'm a law abider. I tell my children all the time, we are rules people. We are governed by the law. The Bible tells us we must obey uh, the kings and all who are in authority. But it also tells us when God's word differs from man's law, that in Acts chapter 5, we must choose to obey God and not man. And if man's law tries to tell us we're not going to have church, we're going to have church anyhow. And if I end up in prison over it, put some money in my commissary because I like candy. And a wardo slip. It, now, I don't want everybody to out themselves, but I don't want to be the only one. Have you ever had them jail, them Duval County jail slippers on your face? I know Jimmy has. Thank you for me. It, 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 all right. Uh, it, those are not fit for human footwear. I think they do. If you ever had to wear those jail slippers, they should have commuted your sentence and let you go just on foot abuse. Put some money in my commissary. I want some slides. I don't want those nasty shower shoes. They, they call In jail, they call them shower shoes. I don't wear shower shoes. I wear slides. Put some money in my commissary. They throw me in jail. I need some candy. I need some slides. I need some bribe candy. How many of y'all know about bribe candy? I need some bribe candy. Hey, there's somebody in there that'll smack Henry around. I need, I need to bribe that brother. What you need, man? I got you right here. $600 a month worth of commissary. I got a whole church full of people. Make that happen easy. Shoot, I don't know. I can't get y'all to help pay for this roof we got on. Somebody better put some money in my commissary. That's all I'm saying. Amen. Thank you. Hey, I just hope that, that, that the next week uh, Elder Jimmy preaches so they can lock him up in jail. And the next week Elder Keon preaches, all three of us can just be in there having a party. But they put laws on and Daniel knew. Ooh, I got a choice to make now. I can keep doing what I've been doing. Or I can change what I've been doing. I can keep doing what God told me to do. Or I can change what God told me to do. Uh, listen, and here's something important to note. And I'm not going to labor on this long. He didn't do more and he didn't do less. Some people think he knelt down in front of his window, opened the windows to rub it in their face and say, ah, tell me I ain't going to pray. I'll pray more. He didn't pray no more. He prayed how he always did. He went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. See, if he had rubbed it in their face and said, we having church anyhow. I never put it on Facebook. I did, I did make a video. Uh, we, we had a great Thanksgiving dinner this year. Man, I thank God. We, we, we had Thanksgiving with a twist. We had, all, we, had, we had barbecue, soul food. We had regular turkey and all that stuff. Uh, but I, I walked around because it was just such great to see red, yellow, black, and white, young, old, uh, just laughing, having a good time, just being abundant life. And I took a little video, and I was going to post it on Facebook. But then when I saw we had 85 people sitting shoulder to shoulder with no mask on, eating and slobbing on each other uh, in a room that sits 50, I thought, mmm, them haters are going. That, that, that would be uh, really pushing the envelope. He wasn't pushing the envelope. I, didn't, I, I still got the video. I ain't going to give it to you because you'll post it just to get me in prison. We're not going to stop doing what we do for God because they pass a law. I want you to understand, this is our heritage. This is our faith. This is, this is our example. He didn't do more, but he sure didn't do less. He did it the way he was always doing it. Don't change. Uh, listen, if they pass a law that says we can't have church, we're going to have church anyway. They've done it in other countries. Don't think it can't happen here. If they pass a law saying we can't have Bibles, we're going to have Bibles anyway. Don't think it can't happen here. It's happened in other countries. And they told Daniel, you can't pray to anybody. Well, Daniel was a praying man. He prayed three times a day. And he wasn't going to stop doing it uh, just as he had always done giving thanks to God. He knew trouble was coming, but he didn't let it stop him. He knew he was breaking the law, but he had a higher law that governed him. Listen, don't break the law until it, until it contradicts God's law. 
and then choose God's law every time. Verse 11 says, Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help. Well, they got him now. But listen, he didn't make it hard to get God. He didn't do it in, in the shadow. He didn't hide it. He didn't say, well, I'll just meet, you know, I'll close the window. No, his, his custom was to open the window and, 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 and pray toward God's city. His custom was uh, to, to pray three times a day, and, and he kept doing it. He made it easy. Listen, it ain't going to be hard. We, we ain't going to meet five at a time in one room and six at a time in another room. We're going to meet in this room because it's what we do as usual. It's what God has called us to do. He called us to gather together on the first day of the week to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord, to give attention to the reading and the teaching. And and we're going to continue to do that no matter what the government says. And we're not going to worry if they kill us, if they throw us in prison, if they take everything we got. Daniel was under threat of death. And not just normal death. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't even be that bad. Now, I'm not making light of it if you ever had lost somebody to lethal injection. But, man, laying on a comfortable mattress, taking a shot to make me fall asleep and never wake up. That, 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 that's a little easier than getting thrown into a den of lions and having them just rip you apart while you're still breathing. Uh, Daniel was under threat of great bodily harm and death, but he didn't let it stop him. Verse 12 says, so they went straight to the king and remind, see these haters, this is what they do. They run straight back to the man. 911. They having church over there. Can you believe they got cities now that are paying snitches. They, 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 put out, uh, they put out mandates to have nobody having Thanksgiving dinner together with their family of more than six people. Listen, if you don't have more than six people to eat with, you don't have a big family. Uh, and, they, and they had people calling the cops saying, mm, you know what, uh, the, the Johnson family, yeah, the one with the, all the uh, uh, reunion T-shirts, yeah, that's them. You know how they do. Uh, they are ha- they, it looked like they got 25, might be 50 people over there in one house. They're barbecuing, laughing, having a good time, loving on each other, praying together, singing songs together. Yeah, arresting people. They're paying snitches now to dime folk out for meeting with their family. And they run, 911, what's your emergency? Johnson family. Oh, they're not eating together again, are they? We're on our way. Woo! Hey, they ran right back to the man, and they said, did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions? They know he signed it. They wrote it. These kiss-ups trying to get my man bent. He, yes, the king replied. That decision stands. It is an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Now they're setting up the king. They're using the system against God's people. It's a whole message right there. I don't have time for it. Catch it as it flies past you. Verse 13, then they told the king, that man Daniel. Oh, they dimed him out now by name. They didn't use his government name. Y'all think this ain't his government name? Read the story about Daniel. This ain't his real name. The government gave him this name. Read the story. They, they put his government name on him. That man, Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, now, now they're taking him to his slave roots. This the guy, this the man in charge. This is the head brother in charge. I cleaned that up for y'all. Y'all don't catch that. This is the head brother in charge right here. And now all of a sudden, they're saying, uh, yeah, you know that, that slave that you took in as a child? He done elevated past all that, been educated past all that. He's all the, everybody's boss. But now all of a sudden they're breaking him down to his government name and his slave roots. Uh, him, that Daniel, that man, that, 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 that ex-slave you brought over here. He's ignoring you and your law. He still prays to God three times. Listen, if the worst thing you can find to say about somebody is that they came from slavery and they pray to God three times a day, you ought to build a statue to people like that and you ought to love and respect and value that kind of person. Overcame every obstacle there was in life. And the worst thing you got to say about him is this. Man, this is an okey doke for real. Verse 14, hearing this, the king was deeply troubled. 
he wasn't mad at Daniel. Daniel was his ace. Da da Daniel had his back. Daniel was looking out for the king. Daniel was, was next in line to everything. I mean, the king was troubled because he's like, oh, snap. These fools got me. They tricked me. They set up my oi. And now, four of y'all caught that. The rest of y'all missed it. Now, he's trying to think of a way to save Daniel. And he spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get He told them all, y'all leave me. Leave me now. He spent the rest of the way trying to think of a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. You know, the Bible says that when your ways please the Lord, he'll give you favor with God and man. But that favor doesn't come without hater aid, and that favor doesn't come without persecution. So now the king is trying to figure out, man, how to put this law in place. I can't revoke it. They'll kill me. How am I going to get David out of this? Verse 15, in the evening, the men went together to the king and said, now he told them to leave. They'd come back. He said, your majesty, we know that according to the law, the Medes and Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. These people are so bold in their hatred of God's follower. Now they're fronting the king. Now, now they're just like, hey, you didn't put us on pause long enough. You're going to kill this man or not? You signed the law. You can't back up now. They're so hating the follower of God that they are putting their lives at risk now, talking aggressively to the king, which was punishable by death as well. You don't have to remind the king that the law is irrevocable. You don't have to remind him he signed it. He knows good and well what's going on. That's why he's struggling in his mind right now because he's trying to find a way, a loophole, but he can't get one. Look at verse 16. So at the last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, may your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. The king's an ally. The king is an ally, but he won't stop the persecution. And let me tell you something. You might like uh, Joe Biden. You might not like Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden may end up being an ally. He may end up not being an ally. You might like DeSantis. You might not like DeSantis. DeSantis may end up being an ally. He may not end up being an ally. You may like this, this, this. I don't even want to call his name because I don't like him. You may like the mayor of, of Jacksonville. You may not like the mayor of Jacksonville. Maybe when it gets worse, he might be an ally. He might not be an ally. But when they start passing these orders, whether they like us or whether they don't like us, they're still going to going to persecute us they're still going to hold the law over our head and, and and the king just said you know what man go on ahead and arrest him and and he's telling daniel and they're dragging him away man i hope your god takes care of you now listen to what he said may your god what's this tell us about this king he ain't saved he ain't following jehovah he's not following the creator he, he's not following the true and living god he said, man, I hope this works out for you because I sure don't want to lose you. Verse 17. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. This is a cave, y'all. This is a cave filled with lions. They put, listen, they put you in a cage with lions and they locked the door. Uh, it's you versus the lions. Guess who's going to win? I had a friend of mine, every time I'd walk in, I'd, uh, he had a dad that loved football. I'd, I'd come over there on Sunday, he'd be watching the game. On Saturday, he'd be watching the game. And I'd always ask him just to hear this joke. I was unsaved. Uh, I didn't even really get the whole context, but it sounded funny. Uh, I'd say, who's winning? Florida could be playing Florida State. I'd say, Who, who's winning the game, Mr. Jordan? Uh, what, what's the score? He'd always say, Lions 10, Christians 0. <laughs> Nine of y'all missed that. They, 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 they put him in there, and they put a royal seal and the seal of all the nobles. The king and all the head dogs had, had, had to push their ring into the wet wax to make sure that no one would move that stone and try to go in there and save Daniel. Verse 18, then the king turned to his palace, returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment. I'm not going to explain to you all what that is. We've got children in the room. And he couldn't sleep at all that night. The king loved Daniel. But he didn't love Daniel's God. 
The king loved Daniel, but he still was willing to let Daniel get persecuted. I don't care who your favorite politician is. They are not going to stand with God's people when it hits the fan. Promise you that. We got examples on that. They, they, they are going to stand against the true and the living God every time. The masses don't follow God. The few follow God. The Bible says that the road to hell is wide, and many there be that go in thereat. The road to heaven is narrow, and few there be to find it. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. He may be losing sleep over it, but he didn't go down there and roll that stone away and drag his boy out. Put your faith in politicians if you want to. They're going to fail us, all of them. I don't care if it's Trump, Biden, Reagan, Clinton, uh, Obama. I don't care who it is. They, 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 they may have great qualities. They may have horrible qualities, but they are not sold out to Jesus. They wouldn't be doing what they were doing if they were sold out to Jesus. That's a different message for a different time. Verse 19, very early in the morning, the king got up and hurried out to see the lions. Now, this shows the king is really down. He's really, he's really feeling David. He's really on David, Daniel, I mean, Daniel's side. He, he, he didn't want to throw him in, but the law said it, so he stuck with the law over righteousness. He didn't want to see Daniel die, so he threw a little, I hope your God can save you, encouragement at Daniel. He didn't sleep all night long because he loved him. He got up early the next morning and he hurried out to the lion's den. Verse 20, when he got there, he called out in anguish. He's hurt, but he didn't stop it. He's not even front. All these politicians, they're all front. All of them, every politician in the world says, we're the party of change. Well, the other party said that too. We, we're the party of jobs. Well, the other party said that too. We're the party of education. I want a party in America that come, comes out and just says, you know what? We're the party that's for ourselves. We're just trying to stay rich and in power. We want to step on all y'all. We don't care about jobs. We don't care about people. We don't care about education. We don't care about none of all that. Vote for us anyhow. I might swing a vote to that dude. Because the other ones are just lying. Now, he, he's really feeling he, he, he's really feeling that he's really in anguish he really wants to to uh make sure he's okay but he's not there enough for him to really do anything about it you cannot put your trust in the government no matter how what party it is no matter how much they say they're down for your cause I already told you the same people that are talking about taking guns away from us are being surrounded by men carrying guns to protect them the same people that are telling us, let's build bridges without walls because we don't need to be a nation with borders, have big giant brick walls with gates around their house and armed guards standing behind them. Get fooled by these people if you want to. I don't trust politicians, and, and, and even the ones that say they love us don't do enough for us. But he go, at least he goes down there. At least he lost sleep. Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you served so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Now, notice it's still Daniel's God. It's not his God, but at least he's got some belief in Daniel's God. So he's like, man, I hope you're alive. I hope you're alive. Can you hear me? You still down there? Verse 21, Daniel answered, long live the king. Now, he said that to them, him because that's the kiss-up song. That's what you had to say to the king. They still do it to the queen. Now, the queen of England is 7,911 years old. And, but everywhere she goes, that's the first thing out of all the kiss-up. Long live the queen. They got songs, long live the queen. This is what you say to royalty to make them feel like, you're right, I ain't never going to die. Maybe she will. We lived in England in the, I guess it was the mid-60s, huh, Mom? Because I was born in 63. We got there in late 60s. Uh, we lived in England in the late 60s, early 70s. Let me tell you something. She was the queen in the 60s when I was a little boy, not even in kindergarten. And she was old then. I'm 57. That's 52 years ago, and she was old then. Prince Charles was a grown man waiting to be the king. He's still waiting. 
He's the longest heir apparent in royal history going all the way back to the beginning of time. Nobody ever waited to take over as long as this dude. Yeah, he's got one goal in life every day when he wakes up. I'm going to take my vitamins and my supplements. Come out, living, mama. Daniel goes ahead and throws it at him. Yeah, go on, live long. Backstabbing, no good, sorry rascal. Sealed me up in here with these lying, told me you want me to be alive. You could have stopped it, but you didn't. Yeah, long live the king. Verse 22, he told him, My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so they would not hurt me. Now I want you to think with me real quick, and I'm going to get out of here. The king, he lost sleep. He was hurt. He was feeling Daniel. He went to check on him, but he didn't stop it from happening. And when Daniel, the king's like, oh, are you still alive? Are you still alive? I hope you're still alive. When Daniel starts this sentence with, my God sent his angel to protect me, what's he telling the king? You didn't, you're not a God and you don't love me. You didn't do it for me. God did it for me. And I'm going to tell you something. In 2020 and in 2021 and in every day for the rest of this history of this world, if anybody protects God's people, it ain't going to be kings, presidents, dictators, senators, mayors, lawyers, politicians. If anybody protects us, it's going to be our God. You better get an our God, my God relationship. My God said, you're down here with all this care for me. My God said, you don't have to check on me. My God's got me. You go on and sign laws against me. My God has got me. Go ahead and tell me I can't pray. My God has got me. Go ahead and set the world up against me. My God has got me. You can't stop a living God. They're talking about long live the king. They said that is disrespect to the only eternal God that there is. Long live Jehovah forever. He said, my God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so they would not hurt me, for I've been found innocent in his sight. Listen, oh, we, we got people to quit abundant life because we're still having church. I can't, you shouldn't be meeting, congregating with all this. I had somebody call me up and ask me, how can you sleep at night? When, well, actually, I called them. And they asked me, how can I sleep at night making all these people come to church, putting lives at risk? Don't you care about the people? I said, let me tell you a couple things real quick. Number one. I ain't making nobody come to church. People come because they want to come. I ain't, I ain't called nobody in this room saying you need to be there on Sunday. I ain't called no elder and told them that. I ain't called no deacon and told them that. I ain't told nobody in food and clothing you still got to be here on Saturday, Friday, and Thursday to get this work done. We open the door. People come that want to come. So I ain't making nobody come to church. Well, you're putting lives at risk. I told them, we're going to do will seem right to God, and God's going to have his way. We're going to be innocent. Well, and I had the same person tell me, well, you know, the, the law says you, you're not supposed to be meeting with more than 25 people. I'm like, you know what? God said we're supposed to meet. Let the law say what it wants to say. I'm going to follow God. Not, I'm going to do what's right in his sight, not nobody else's. I got one God to judge me. I do not advocate Tupac's music, even though everybody with common sense knows Tupac's still alive. <laughs> they ain't killed Tupac, still making music. I don't advocate his music, but I, but I do agree with one thing. What he said. What did he say? Only God can judge me. Only God. I Think about me what you want. Well, I just don't think we should be having Thanksgiving dinner together in a pandemic. Okay, a pandemic? A pandemic where we're still sending our children to school every day. It's that dangerous, but my kids got to get up and, and go to school. We're still putting kids on school buses? Well, it's a pandemic. We, 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 they, they, we're still sitting shoulder to shoulder at Sonny's on Kingsley? It's a pan we, we're still eating the dick swings, but it's a pandemic? I had to get, boy, if, 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 if my place up the street, uh, what, what's the name of the place we eat? If wings stop, don't start having dine-in, I'm going to put them off my list forever. I can't stand outside and eat wings. It's too messy. Less than, listen, here's the numbers. Here's the death toll. If all 260,000 people had died from this pandemic, which have not, they've admitted only 6% of them died from coronavirus. The rest of them were gunshot wounds, lupus, cancer, old age. Listen, 
Uh, even if all 260,000 people died from coronavirus, you take that number, you divide into it 333 million Americans, and here's the death toll percentage-wise. 0.0000357. Five places to the, to the right of the decimal point before somebody died? Let me holler at you with this. I'll take my chances. Well, Pastor, you say that. What if you get COVID? What if I catch a cold? What if I catch a flu? What if I catch Ebola? What if I catch a lightning bolt? His son caught a lightning bolt. Fried his brain. You all right yet? It was touch and go for a minute. Lost bodily function, lost brain function. Listen, I... We talking about killing less than 0.000 and some decimal points. Listen, if it was killing everybody, I'm still going to do what's right in his sight. He said, and, and, and then he put this addendum on him. I love this. I'd love to see Gerard Butler tell that, that evil king this, you know, that bald-headed king wearing a fake wig. I want to see him say, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. You got to put that in it. You got to get. And you start on this side. You get in the middle. I have not wronged you, your majesty. You start on this side. You get into here. And you get with that. That's for the record. You're writing stuff down. Write that down. Verse 23. King missed all that neck wagging. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. Now, many people take this to believe that as long as I'm serving the Lord, I'm going to be all right, and no weapon formed against me will prosper. Listen, they formed a saw against Isaiah, put him in the middle of a hollow log. I would have loved to have seen these liars on TBN chanting. Late in the midnight hour, God going to turn it around. God going to work in your favor, Isaiah. God, and no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. <laughs> Sawed him in half alive. I remember my mom sitting right there. I, before I started this church, I started a nonprofit organization to work with homeless people and do street ministry downtown Jacksonville from Main and First all the way to 8th and Main, up and down every side street, in and out of crack houses, trap houses, in and out of, of places that you don't want to be uh, sharing Christ with people. I parked my truck way far away, left everything I owned inside my truck, hid my keys up in the engine compartment. Every day when I was, they weren't going to have my key. They weren't going to have nothing on me. They were going to kill me by myself. And my mom told me one time, she said, son, you just need to be careful down there because um, I'm concerned about you, and it's a dangerous area, and uh, I, just, uh, I, don't, I just don't know if you should be going down there by yourself uh, because, you know, uh, and then she said, but, 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 I know you're doing the will of the Lord, and I know God will protect you. Okay, now, get this. Let me tell you what I told my mom, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a different dude. I told my mom, I said, well, mom, that's, that's, that's sweet, and I know you care about me, but let me straighten your bad theology up for a minute. God don't know no provision to protect me just because I'm doing his work. Peter was doing his work. They crucified him upside down. He choked to death on his own spit and bodily fluid. She said, son, why do you have to say it like that? I said, well, I can tell you about Isaiah. They cut him in half. They tied. They bent over trees, tied legs to this tree, arms to that tree, let the trees go. And just rip people in hand. Don't think because this verse said no scratch was on Daniel that God's not going to let you face hardship. Jesus faced hardship. All the apostles died in hardship. Don't, don't take this little half a verse and think as long as we serve God, we ain't going to go through. Read the whole text. You'll find out there's some going through to be done. It just didn't happen for Daniel. Verse 24 said, then the king gave orders. I love this part. The king gave orders to arrest those men who had maliciously accused Daniel. 
What did they really maliciously accuse him? Or did they just tell the truth? They just told the truth. They told the king. Uh, the king was mad at him because he got tricked. The okie doke worked. They, it was, listen, I believe there's a conspiracy behind everything the government does. They've thought it out. They got a big picture in mind. These are smart, intelligent Ivy League folk. But they can't outthink God. He had them all rounded up. He had them thrown into the lion's den. Let's see how you do. But he was so mad, he didn't just throw them in. Check out this dude. He put their wives and their children in there. He's like, I'm mad at all y'all. Get the wives, the children, everybody. Bring the dog, the cat, the parakeet, the ferret, the, the, uh, the bunny rabbit, everything. And, and put them in with the lions. They want to put my boy Daniel through this stuff. And now he's all the way back politicianing. Now he's, all, he's on the side of the people again. He's, he, he's, he's down with the cause again. And he's going he's to punish the people that he listened to. And, and, and he threw them in. And listen what happened to them. It didn't go for them quite the way it went for Daniel. Daniel stayed in there all night. King didn't sleep all night. Got up in the morning. Daniel stayed all night until the morning. Uh, came out without a scratch on him. He threw these people in. And the lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor. That's no fun way to die right there. I'm going to just go on record. Now, if I got to be killed for the Lord, I'm going to do it. But I ain't dying for the devil. And I ain't getting ripped apart by no lion for the devil either. These people didn't have God's protection. What am I telling you? If you ain't saved, trouble's coming for everybody. Jesus promised you'll have trouble always. As long as this earth exists, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be issues. There's going to be difficulty. Uh, but for these people, they didn't have God on their side in the midst of it. Verse 25 says, Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race, nation, and language throughout the world. Now, I'm liking this guy again because at least he understands it's not a one-race thing. It's not a one-nation thing. It's not a one-language thing. It's a worldwide thing. And King Darius sent this message to the people throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. Verse 26, he said, I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Now, this is a cool thing he says about Jehovah, but how dumb is this, brother? He just saw Daniel come out of slavery and rise up to the second highest position in the land. He just saw Daniel overcome the plot and the plan to have him killed. He just saw Daniel's God do a miracle, but it's still Daniel's God, not his God. Some of y'all have seen the goodness of God. You've seen God's people be blessed, provided for, and taken care of, and you're still talking about the God of Daniel. When is the God of Daniel going to become your God? He said, for he is the living God, and he will endure forever. This king has just got a mouthful of humble pie. It's no longer long live the king. It's long live Jehovah forever. He has realized that he is not a God, that only the God of Daniel is a God. That King Darius will not live forever. Only Jehovah will live forever. He said his kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. This king knew kings rise and fall. This king knew one day his number was going to be up. This king knew. Y'all call me a God, pray to me if you want to, but one day I'm going to die and somebody else is going to take over. But he said this true thing about Jehovah. He said his kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. There's going to come a day when politicians are going to have to face the reality. They can pass laws. They can punish and persecute us. They can throw us in jail. They can execute us. But they cannot stop the living God. They cannot subvert or overthrow God's holy plan. God's going to outlive them. We might not. What Dr. King say? Dr. King knew. Dr. King said, I, I, I may not get there with you, but we're going to get there. God's plan will not be stopped by haters. God's plan will not be stopped by people who plot evil. God's plan will not be stopped by governments or politicians or man-made laws. We might not survive it, but God's going to survive it. We might not see the other side in this life, but there's another side in the next life, and we're going to see that if we hold on to God because His rule will never end. Verse 27, 
Now, he, he done went from being a proud king to a humble preacher. He talking about God. He said, he rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. I want to tell you something in closing. Just because you know some facts and some stories about God and how great he is and how awesome he is does not make him your God. And until you repent of your sins and you, you, you ask God to save you, you're just talking about somebody else's God. This man still talking about Daniel's God. Verse 28, the Bible says, So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Throughout this whole chapter that we've just read, and I know it's been long and I appreciate your patience, we have seen Daniel progressing through his path. Dan, Dan, Daniel had a path that started in slavery, ended up in prosperity. He progressed through his path. I want to encourage you, embrace the place you're in. You might be on top right now, you might be on the bottom, you might be somewhere in between, but embrace the place that you're in. I'm going to give you a bunch of, bunch of uh, uh, nine, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm going to just give you the words and keep moving. There's nine words uh, that, that, that start with the, the letter P to show you the path. And you're going to find this will be the course of your life. It was the course of Daniel's life. It's been the course of my life, the course of Jesus' life, the course of every great leader's life, and everybody that ever followed God's life. Listen, listen, to, what, listen to what the path holds. He was plotted against. Wasn't he plotted against? All God's people are going to be plotted against. He was praying. Why? Because all God's people are going to be praying. He was praising. Because that's what God's people do. He was persistently serving. Because that's what God's people do. He was persecuted. What happened to God ain't going to let nothing bad happen to you? That's, that's just a, that's a myth. He was, he was persecuted. Jesus was persecuted. The apostles were persecuted. All of our great leaders have been persecuted that stood for righteousness. People don't like righteousness. They'll accept religion, but they won't like righteousness. Not only was he persecuted, he was protected. No matter what we go through, God always protects us in the long run. He was preserved. He was preferred. And he was prospered. The end... Verse 28 says, so Daniel prospered. Everybody wants to get to that place of prosperity, but nobody wants to go through being plotted against. Everybody wants to get to that place of being preferred, but nobody wants to pray and praise God and serve Him persistently. Everybody wants to be protected, but nobody wants to be persecuted. There's five, nine things on this list. The first five are bad. The last four are good. Everybody's trying to get to the good without going through the bad. It doesn't work that way. Between every promise and promised land is a wilderness journey. And I don't know where you're at in your journey, but I will tell you this. If you want God on your side, he's just one prayer away. He's just one prayer away. He said, I'll forgive you of all your sins if you just ask me to. If you're here and you're not saved today, I want to encourage you. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He said if you'll call on his name, he'll save you. You don't have to walk an aisle in a church. You don't have to shake anybody's hand. All you have to do is do you really believe that Jesus lived, died, was buried, and rose from the dead? Everybody believes in Jesus, but everybody doesn't believe in a resurrected Jesus, and everybody doesn't make a personal relationship with him. Do that today. We all have a path to walk. And we have this story for our example. I want to read to you a short snippet from a poem called Daniel's Hymn. Do we have that on the screen, Elder? Dare to be a Daniel. I don't think we got it. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. Dare to have a purpose firm. Dare to make it known. I wonder, do you have a more excellent spirit inside of you, which is God? I wonder if you would dare to stand alone in a world that has gone wild, following man-made rules instead of God. 
I wonder if you would dare to have a strong, firm purpose and if you would dare to make it known. I want you to leave this place today encouraged if you're saved, knowing that God is on your side. And no matter what people do to us, as long as God is with us, nothing will stop us from eternity in heaven with Him. There may be persecution. Amen. There may be all types of stuff. But I want you to set your feet firm, to plant your your gaze toward Jesus and to stop looking back. Dare to be a Daniel. Going with the crowd is not going to get you closer to God. Going with God is going to get you closer to God. Let's pray. God, thank you for this example. God, I pray, Lord, that no matter what comes our way as a nation or as a world, that we would be like your manservant, Daniel. That we would not back up from what you've called us to do. That we would stand firm, we would stand faithful. And that we would stay committed to your call. Thank you, God, for salvation. Thank you for healing, Lord. I pray for anyone in this room who's not saved, that you would save them. God, I pray for those who are saved that have not been where they need to be. God, I pray that you would forgive us of our sins. Fill us with your spirit and use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast and visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church, loving God, loving people.